amazing. The star scored, the depth scored. They showed up for Sammy and Sammy showed up for them. It was a strong ending to the road trip. There is nothing to complain about. How much are you gonna lose your mind when Keith scratches Robertson on Wednesday? No, no, we're not doing that. We're not ending the intro like that. Don't play it. Let's go. Good, we all feel good. Stop, never gets rusty into my kitchen. Producer Drew, can you fix all this? And when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can crumple, crumple, yeet. Saw that going differently. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. I'm sorry I woke you up. I said they're going home now. They're going home. So are you. He's going home. Yes! Yes! Leafs win! There's not a whole lot of voice left there. Three to one! Ah! Over the Seattle Kraken. A low event 2-1 victory with an empty net goal added on top of that. We call that the coach's dream. Before we continue, this video is brought to you by me. Well, specifically, it's brought to you by SDPN because we are doing live shows during the NHL All-Star Game, which is in Toronto. Did you know that it's in Toronto? We're doing a live show at Rec Room, which is right next to Steam Whistle, just up the street from Scotiabank Arena on February 2nd, and then guess what? Guess what? We're gonna do it again. We're gonna do it again on February 3rd, the day of the All-Star Game. Whether you're local, you're driving in, you're flying in, wherever you are, welcome to our event at the Rec Room. If you want tickets, and you definitely do because you're not silly, Link in the description down below. Woo! What a day. What a day, seriously. The LFR yesterday went absolutely bananas. A lot of people wanted to watch that on account of the Leafs' loss to the Canucks. And everyone came to see what the sad clown would say today. Uh -uh. So here's what that was like. Saturday was go to a kid's birthday party, find out Patrick Waugh is now the head coach of the New York Islanders, make a video about Patrick Waugh going to the New York Islanders, then do a stream for the Leafs-Canucks game, and then after that, do the LFR. Go to bed, wake up in like, I don't know, six and a half hours later to get up and drive two hours to Kingston, Ontario. Kingston, where we did a takeover of the Kingston Frontenacs game. We did a skate with lots of people before the game that was fun on our skates. And then we watched the Kingston Frontenacs play the Saginaw Spirit. What was the score? Shut up. Never mind. And then after that, we had a fun time doing a live recorded show and a meet and greet at the Merchant Tap House in Kingston. Oh, and then I drove home. And then I didn't teleport. I drove home again. And when I arrived home, I was able to watch pretty much the whole of the third period of this game and I had to listen to the first two periods on the radio but I got acquainted with the highlights and I saw Austin Matthews be Austin Matthews but the setup from Marners is just preposterous dude there have been a lot of things to not love about this western road trip but Mitch Marner's been absolutely fantastic the receipt of the pass between the legs Austin Joey Decord didn't know what hit him the cameraman barely knew what hit him and it's one nothing Leafs and on this goal he didn't get an assist and I think that's poo but Matthew Nyes was working and grinding and mucking and earning his spot back on the top line. Yeah, Sheldon Keefe was a big old silly goose heading into this one. We knew Samsonov was going to play. That's an obvious lineup change. You have uh, goalie split the back-to-back. -back. But Giordano comes out. Expected. Timmons goes in. Not quite as expected. Bobby McMahon comes out. Not quite as expected. Nick Robertson goes in 
We like that. Sheldon Keefe essentially did what any good coach will do, which is, hey, remember that lineup that we had when we were like winning games? I'm gonna play that one. He put Nyes back with Matthews and Marner. He put Bertuzzi, Tavares, and Nylander back together. Robertson, Domi, Yarncroak is still the best incarnation of the third line that the Leafs have been able to muster so far this season, the highs and the lows. And then the fourth line was a bit of a new look. Holmberg, who, enough of him on the top line, dude. Enough. That experiment was fine for a few games to try it out. That's enough. Please try to play with both hands on your stick. Holmberg with Kampf and Gregor. I personally would have probably taken Gregor out and kept McMahon in, but Gregor kills penalties, etc. All that to say, Nye's getting the bump back up to the top line. You know what your job is if you're playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, and Matthew and I seems to understand that. It's not that Matthews and Marner won't work, it's that you and your role is to do the grunt work while those two do ridiculous stuff like that. And you know what Matthew and I didn't get on that play? An assist. You know what Matthew and I is gonna get to continue to do though? Play on the top line. And you know what he's gonna get on the top line? Points. He didn't get one here, I promise you he'll get them by accident, pretty much, playing with those two. Second goal, oh this was stupid. This one was early in the second period and oh do I wish I could go back in time to yesterday and show myself this goal just on the score sheet. Jamie Alexiak in the box for a hook on who? Matthew Nyes, earn that job kid. The Kraken kill the power play off but the second unit is still out there on the ice. There were four forwards. And the play goes as follows. Tyler Bertuzzi on the left gives it to Max Domi in the middle, gives it to Nick Robertson on the right for the tap in. It's like a who's who goal of Sheldon Keefe's doghouse right now. Robertson's seventh of the season puts the Leafs up two nothing. And here's something I never would have known based on Sheldon Keefe's lineup decisions. Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert talked about this on the radio broadcast. With that goal, Nick Robertson has four goals in his last six games. He scored against Columbus December 29th. He scored against Carolina December 30th. He scored against the San Jose Sharks on January 9th. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the seventh goal. And then he scores in this one against the Seattle Kraken in what turned out to be the game winner. The only two games during that six game stretch where he didn't get a goal were the game against Detroit and no one looked good in that one. He was a minus one. And he didn't get a goal against the LA Kings, but the Leafs shut the Kings out. So I'm not sure what there is to complain about. On one hand, that goal is an enormous victory for Nick Robertson and a great way to stay in the lineup. On the other hand, did any of you want to take a guess at what his ice time was in this game? Eight minutes and 52 seconds. Listen, I'm not going to complain about that too much because the Leafs had an excellent third period and obviously they ended up winning the game. I don't think Robertson's going to complain about that too much because he was playing in the NHL today and scored an NHL game-winning goal. But... What does that kid got to do to get up over, like, what does he got to do to get into like double digit minutes? I think the answer is it starts with this. You get your nine minutes or less and you do what you can with it. He got three shots on goal. That's a decent amount of shots on goal for that amount of ice time and he scored on one of those shots. Now, before the end of the second, the only goal the Leafs allow all game I don't put on Ilya Samsonov at all. Dude, it's that top pair again. The Kraken, throw it on, there's a rebound in front. Sometimes there's gonna be a rebound in front. But the situation's under control, or at least it should be. There's a puck, 
dropped dead in front of the net and you have both defenders there. They're just staring around like they're looking around for a contact lens. Jordan Everly grabs it and he scores! Again, not much to complain about from this game, but boy, that, they're just fighting it right now, especially net front. And the Kraken are within one. So, how do we begin the third period? With the Leafs out shooting the Kraken 8-0 after like 10 plus minutes. The Leafs were blocking shots, redirecting, they were keeping the Kraken out of their zone, they were just playing excellent. Overall, on the game, the Leafs outshot the Kraken 26-17. to 26 shots isn't that many shots, 17's a lot less. If I'm not mistaken, the shutout that Samsonov got against the Nashville Predators, the Leafs only allowed 18 shots in that game, and somehow against the Kraken, second half of a back-to-back, -back, in Seattle, the Kraken only got 17 shots. I think that's really important. I don't care if the Kraken played yesterday or not, the Leafs played yesterday, they're traveling, they're in a road building, and they held their road opponent to 17 shots. And here's how goofy of a league this is, by the way. As it pertains to the Kraken, when this road trip began, I was talking about how the Leafs were playing exclusively hot teams. Hot teams. The Oilers were obviously red hot. Even the Flames were doing pretty well. The Canucks were obviously doing really well. And the Kraken were riding a nine game win streak. Since that began, the Kraken are now, with this loss, on a four-game losing streak. Because Jake McCabe fires a full-length bullet into the net for the empty netter, and the Leafs win 3-1. While it is true that the Leafs held the Kraken to just 17 shots, whoa was Samsonov big in huge moments. And dude, those moments matter! We found that out last night! The Leafs outshot the Canucks, what was it? 46 to 26, but they died in the moments. They were brutal in the moments. In this game, the Leafs rose to the occasion, and here's Ilya Samsonov after the game. Here he is, he's got the belt. He deserved the belt. That is not a pity belt at all. And the Leafs end their road trip. That wasn't a great road trip, but they won it. They won it with a win. They won it with a win. It's poetic. I gotta go to bed. Listen, it was in November. The Leafs were playing not the greatest hockey, but they finally started to string together a few wins, and then the Canucks come to town. The Canucks get a lead on the Leafs, and part of that is because the Leafs took penalties. Why did they take penalties? Well, because of instigators. You remember the game. Well, what happened? The instigators happened, and fans liked the fights. They didn't like the goals against, but then the Leafs came back and they won. And then what happened? The Leafs took a long flight over to Sweden. That was the last game before they went to Sweden. What do you think they talked about on that flight? Like that high hit on Robertson that led to the Domi fight in that game. Robertson got his ear half torn off and Giordano, the oldest active player in the NHL, got into a fight. Max Domi got into a fight. I'm sure there were some sore bodies, but sore and victorious. What do they talk about? How did the team bond on that flight over? Then what happens while they're there? They win both games in Sweden and they end it in heroic fashion. William Nylander in overtime. How do you think the flight back was? It was probably even better. And then the Leafs go on to play probably their best stretch of hockey of the season, certainly by their record. With this win, you get to lick your wounds, you leapfrog Detroit and Tampa in the standings, at very least for the time being, you get two points. Two points. Imagine you lose this game. 
You lose this game, forget the flight. Forget the long flight from Seattle back to Toronto. How about this? If you lose this game, you've lost 6 of 7 heading into a home-and-home home against the Winnipeg Jets, who have consistently been one of the best teams in the league this season. There is a really, really good chance you come out of that scenario having gone from losing 6 of 7 to losing 8 of 9. At that point, you're talking about like people getting traded. You're talking about people losing their jobs. Even if you don't, in Leafs management, think they deserve it, you're like... I gotta do something. I think this win is more significant than you think. Like, it was not a great road trip. You don't love a lot of the things that happened. They won! They won! They won this one. All you can do is win the game in front of you, and the Leafs won tonight. Before we get to the questions portion of this video, and there are some good and important questions to be asked, let's do a little Marley Minute with Nick Barton, who does an excellent job covering the Toronto Marlies. In this one, he has an update on Kiefer Bellows, who signed an AHL deal with the Marlies. We were just talking about that. Roni Hirvinen, who's an extremely important prospect within the Leafs system, and the PPG leaders with the Toronto Marlies so far this season. If you didn't know already, Kiefer Bellows recently signed a one-year AHL deal following his PTO with the Toronto Marlies, and that contract will end at the end of this season. The 25-year-old now has 29 points through 28 games with the Marlies, and he called remaining in Toronto an exciting opportunity. Bellows added that the biggest area of growth that he's seen since joining the Marlies is both in his confidence, with and without the puck as well as his skating which has improved a lot working with skating consultant Paul Matheson and the rest of the Maple Leafs development staff. He's on an AHL contract though so if you're hoping to see him at any point get called up to the Maple Leafs for that to happen he would need to sign an NHL deal with Toronto first. Speaking of the Maple Leafs one of their draft picks who's also on the Marlies Roni Hirvinen is on his way back to returning to the Marlies lineup. If you didn't know the 22 year old second round pick took a stick to the eye in just his second game of the season all the way back in October and he hasn't played a game since. But on Thursday, Hirvonen took the next step in his recovery process, joining the Marlies for a practice, wearing a red non-contact jersey and following the skate, the team even got him to lead the post-practice stretches. We're smiling. Um, it's excited to see him out there and you know, if things go as planned, hopefully we'll see him uh, here sooner than later. To round out this Marley Minute segment, Toronto won back-to-back -back games this weekend in Charlotte, both on Saturday and Sunday. And along with Bellows, who's been a key contributor to the Marlies this season in terms of points, Alex Steves as well, who has 32 points in 30 games, and Ryan Torberg, who has 20 points in 20 games this season, lead the Marlies in points per game this year. Thank you very much for that, Nick. Now let's get... To questions. Nick Robertson game winner tonight scratched Wednesday? No. No, you can't do that. Like, I already uh, talked about listening to Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert on the way home. They highlighted, like, some of the lack of depth scoring. I didn't realize it had been that long since Yarncroke had scored, Camp, Gregor. Bertuzzi has one goal in his last 25 games, I think they said. When did that happen? That dude went to the All-Star game in St. Louis, although that was before COVID in the long, long ago. Sheldon Keefe is going up and down his lineup and trying to send a message to certain guys to play a certain way. Dude, uh, you need to score goals. And Robertson has four goals in his last six games, and this goal was certainly meaningful. I mean... You gotta put him in. I don't 
think there are 12 better forwards on the Leafs roster than Nick Robertson. There aren't. You want to get Bobby McMahon back in there? Take out someone else. Can't be him. Michael says, is Alexei Toropchenko a future Leaf? While I agree that Alexei Toropchenko is the sort of player the Leaf should be going after, Mike, this is absolute sicko behavior. I keep seeing you on Twitter talk about this one specific third liner for the St. Louis Blues, and I, I want you to get some help. That said, if the Leafs actually do go out and get him, you get to take the biggest victory lap ever. And this is probably the most important one. Is Sammy back? There was a great discussion after the game. Uh, the panel was David Amber with Justin Bourne, Nick Kiprios, and Elliot Friedman. Kiprios and Friedman both seem to agree that Ilya Samsonov should play the first half of the back-to-back, -back, the home game against the Winnipeg Jets. Now, Samsonov is a very interesting situation. He's your $3.5 million goalie. He is by far the most expensive goalie that the Leafs have. You won a playoff series with him last year, and yet you get a home-and-home -home with the Winnipeg Jets. The harder game is going to be the road game, but the easier game for Samsonov might be the road game. He just won his first game in forever, and not necessarily his fault. I thought they let him down the last time they were out. But only Samsonov and the Leafs know the right answer here. Because when both goalies are played at their peak, who's better, Ilya Samsonov or Martin Jones? It's clearly Ilya Samsonov. And the reason you're rolling your eyes right now is you haven't seen Samsonov at his peak since last spring. With a relatively light week for the Leafs playing on Wednesday and Saturday, you could have Samsonov play both games. Or maybe that's too much. Maybe that's too much. Like, it's it's difficult to know because Samsonov's situation is so unique in the NHL, but I don't think there's a question that he can be a really good goalie, and he was a really good goalie in this game. He gave the Leafs a chance to win. That's his job. That's his job beginning, middle, end. Steal games? Sure, if you can. Cost games? Oh, no, 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 you don't want that. So meet in the middle. Put the lead... The Leafs, with their firepower, should be able to win games with league average goaltending. That's it! That's it! That's all they need! They don't need a miracle worker. Mm, sometimes they need a miracle worker. Some of those saves in this game were pretty miraculous. I'm going to say, with cautious optimism, Samsonov is back. Until the next game. You gotta keep it up. So, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really like to tell your friends. Shout out to producer Drew, who is editing this video extremely late. Thank you for getting this up while you're mourning because the Buffalo Bills just got eliminated. And I'm sorry to everyone who's mourning because the Buffalo Bills got uh, eliminated. And different podcast schedule this week. We're going to be doing Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, why not tomorrow, Steve? I will be sleeping. But we will have, up on SDPN, a brand new episode of The Chris Johnston Show.